It's time for the 8th Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. It's a lot. I hit the 7-iron like John Davies. It's the 3. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken yeah. dinner! Jerome Espinosa is a Class A PGA professional and director of instruction at 8th Greatest Performance Center. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! We will talk all things New Mexico golf, hear from voices all around the world of golf, and even give some swing tips to improve your game. All you got to do is just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a roof. Now, Get ready playing golf here's PGA Pro Jerome Espinoza. Good morning. Welcome to the 8 Grady's Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Alongside Mr. David Mudd, he's back from the dead. He's you back. still got your boot on? He's back. No, I took it off. Oh, he's good. I well, talked to it. I didn't ask the doctor. I just, oh. took, <laughs> I just took it off. I talked to uh, uh, Nick D the other day. They just finished the marathon out in New York, and I said, "How you doing?" He's like, "Dude, my knees messed up." He said something's yeah. wrong. He said I was having. He said I walked more than I ever wanted to. He's like, I had to get like BioFreeze, and then he's like, my knee wouldn't extend, and that's just, dude, it's a marathon. Okay, yeah, that's no way. I mean, I was gonna do it, but yeah, it would. The pain would go on for weeks. I would imagine. Oh, you wouldn't. I mean, he said <clears throat> maybe like, forever. I mean, you might you might do some serious. I'm sure some people do some serious damage. Well, if they're trying to finish because yeah. that's like a goal, and you have something wrong, and then it's like, I mean, my worry was that my brain would still be saying go, but then the legs wouldn't, and you just well, and that fall happens flat on your in face. a marathon. Yeah, like I've, I know. I had a buddy one time <clears throat> that said he, uh, I, I guess I don't know how, but he like didn't eat very much the morning of a marathon. And he said, like, I, I always, you always hear the word bonk, like, oh, your body bonks and it just quits. He said, I didn't believe it. He said, but I just couldn't move. He's like, I was, my brain was saying move and I could not, my body wouldn't move. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I when I get nervous about stuff, I don't eat either. Like, can yeah. I, like before <laughs> big golf tournaments, I can't eat like nothing. Well, it's hard to eat. So I would, yeah. that, that would, that would have been a worry too. Yeah. I would have just, quit, uh, my, everything would have just shut down. Yeah, so, I mean, from here, it was Nick Knee completed it. Although he's injured, get better, Nick. We don't know. Hopefully his knee's all right. Henry, Statina, Down, and Crucis, and Josh Salmon all completed it, I saw, and finished. Who know? I didn't know their time. I, I didn't see their I time. spoke to me either. Um, but, you know, they had some cool photos and stuff like that, and good for them. I was, I mean, <laughs> dude, I don't know. I couldn't do it. I saw the whole team of the PGA reach from across the country that was doing it. Man, I don't know. I just don't have. I, I I'm still thinking about maybe doing it next year, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's, it's a mean, cool thing to do. It really would be like to run around New York City. You know. Yeah, that. I mean, I'll tell I was you looking that, forward like, to that. Like, I haven't really ever seen New York City. Oh yeah. I went one night, and we just it was dark, and we you know we went around some restaurants and stuff, but. I've never really done it, so. Yeah, no, I guess that would be cool. The one that I saw, Josh did a really good job of, you know, he was obviously doing the marathon, but taking some cool photos of different places he's running by. And Who was? Josh Salmon. He, he took, like he some, took his phone with him? He must have, because he was yeah. had photos at, like, different areas, and I was like, oh, that was. I mean, I would never have thought to have done that. I mean, I think people run with their fanny there's, packs. Well, there's people, like, like the PJ people are there. Like specifically taking pictures for you, I would think. Yeah, I. Well, the whole team was there. We were all supposed to stay. At, well, they did all stay at the same hotel. So he had some some pretty cool things going on. So 
congrats to those guys and raising money for the PGA reach and all that sort of stuff. Um, speaking of money, Tiger wins the PIP. As long as Tiger is alive, he's <laughs> he's going to win the PIP. So this is a you know what thing. he could he could be dead actually, and if it's someone a, ran his account, he, he would still, still win. Yeah. So Tiger Woods, it says, played, and he should. He played nine tournament rounds in 2022 and won ten thousand dollars in PIP bonus. None of those rounds were PGA Tour events, so the tour paid Tiger mm-hmm. ten mil to hit zero shots. That's hilarious. But you're, I mean, you're, you're absolutely. But that's right. not what it's like, about. It's not about the golf. That's not no. what it is. I mean, what does the PIP stand for? Player incentive program or something, something? like that. Mm. It's basically like social media, and you know, I guess, kind of creating interest. You know, in the game, it helps obviously that Tiger. You know that Liv started, and then Tiger got together with Rory, and they made that. But I mean, like you said, I mean, what what didn't that the year before last year? Like he posted one photo or one video taking a swing on the range with his like leg, and it was just blew up, and everyone's like, "Tiger's back, let's go!" Like uh, he's playing three times in December. Oh, I saw it's that. Like, it's People like, are fired it's like golf up. season again. I mean, they're crappy little events, but it doesn't even. Well, matter. they said it's not Christmas season; it's Tiger season. Like yeah. a lot of people are saying that because he's, you know, I, you know, he is golf. Like he is the needle. He's um, bigger than golf, regardless uh, of anything else. Tiger is. I mean, he runs golf. Like, let's be. You wouldn't get truthful. Pay, you the live wouldn't even be around. If oh it wasn't no for way. Tour. And the money on the PJ Tour wouldn't be anywhere near what it is without Tiger Woods. Not even close. Every, sing- Not- every single one of them should thank Tiger every single day of their lives, especially these spoiled little brats on the Live Tour. Like, that, that would not, golf would not be big enough. No, I mean, it's, you're, Tiger is golf, like flat out, like not even close. I mean, he, he's, he's freaking golf. Like that's it. Not even just what he's done for golf. You know, I mean, um, you, you look at other sports, even basketball, and this this, this may be, there'll, there'll be some people that don't agree with this, but even basketball, the first name to on everybody's lips is not Michael Jordan. Most of, the, most of it is, but you'll have some that will say like Wilt Chamberlain or Magic Johnson or whatever. Right? Yeah. But when you, if, when you ask a golfer, you know, who's the greatest golfer? You've got two names. That's it. Yeah, it's that's Tiger, true. It's Tiger and Jack. They're the only two that anyone's going to say. That is true. <laughs> Unless they're friends with Lee Trevino. Well, you Someone... said, you've said this, too. Like, we could have a Tiger show talking about, I mean, when they throw stats out, like, um, it's it's just ridiculous. It's mind-blowing when well, they say, maybe like. Maybe we should do that next week. Maybe we should literally have a, a Tiger show, an hour. How many, you know, cuts he's made consecutively? How many years he held number one? Like, I mean, even back to the junior days when he won, what he won like the junior USGA, the amateur, the amateur. Like I mean, it's it's just it's ridiculous. Like what? I mean, I I saw a video of him, you know, because stuff a lot of stuff is popping up. Maybe I don't know if they think he's towards the end. Like, but I saw a thing that he was saying when he was practicing putting, which I don't know. I'm you might be this good. I'm not that good. But he was talking about, I make a certain amount of putts that I want to go in the right side of the cup. Then I make a certain amount of putts, the same putt that I want to go in the middle of the hole. 
and then I make another certain amount of putts that go in the left side of the hole. That's how he was practicing when he was on the same putt. He's on the same about? putt. Yeah. And I'm just like, I get that, um, dude. That's unreal to me. Because I will say, like, when you are in the middle of playing a tournament and you may be struggling or you just haven't got it going, when you see a putt that goes in the hole, how you picture it, and that could be left side, middle, right side, whatever. Sometimes you are playing to make a putt on the right side of the hole. If it's yeah. a really fast, really fast downhill right to left putt, you sure as hell better not be trying to make it in the <laughs> middle of the left. <laughs> You're going to miss it left. So if that makes sense. I've never really thought about practicing that. Um, I mean, I guess you, I guess I have practiced that, but not, not with the knowledge of what I was actually trying to do. I mean, when I read yeah. that, I'm like, are you like, again, it goes, you know, when I think of like the greats, I think Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, you know, Tom Brady, I, like those guys. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's just a different level that like, I don't, I'm just like, you were really, really practicing that like that to me is just it, it blows my mind but then i think of him and i'm like well okay now i know why he was destroying every single tournament like just he was unbeatable like really i told you that story from from oak hill we did it like one of the first weeks of the show where he wasn't taking yeah it. yeah it's just like i still like to yeah. this day i'm like Think about that. I tell people that story all the time. I'm like, <clears throat> dude, my friend David said, like, this is how good Tiger was. Like, just. I mean, you could take Will Collins, for example. Will's great with a wedge. Great with a wedge, right? You put him on that grass in those conditions, in wet. I mean, yeah, he's going to hit great shots, but he's going to be moving turf. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no way he's not moving turf. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, to, I still, to this day, I'm like, how? Like, it's just, but again, I mean, I've also seen that video where he's, it's like sped up, but you can hear the sound and they're like, he's warming up for a tournament and they are playing him yeah. hitting these shots. And I mean, I don't know how many shots he hits, I'll guess 50. And it's still not this massive, huge thing of, you know, mud and dirt, like, uh -huh. There's not very many divots. Like it's he, uh, it's unbelievable. It is. It is. And what's funny about that, right? Is if when you think, when you think about ball striking, and, and this this will help a lot of people actually. There are there are really there's a bunch of different types of golf swings. Yeah. But I'm saying in, in a person like myself, a driver or you, a driver is completely different than an eight iron, right? And typically, your guys that aren't taking bigger divots with yes. their irons are really good drivers of the golf ball. Correct. Because they are more shallow. So it's funny to me that he wasn't the greatest driver of the golf ball, considering with his irons, he's not a big divot taker. Yeah. Now, people will say, oh, I've seen him take huge divots. It's like, yeah, wet, Bermuda, uphill. Of course, they're going to yeah, take Yeah, there's times. Yeah, there's times you're going to take big divots with a sand wedge or a pitching wedge. But you put a seven or a six iron in his hand, it's just right out the middle of the club, <laughs> brushing the grass. <laughs> like, So you would think he would have been a better... Now, listen. He wasn't that bad of a driver of a golf ball. You, you, can't, you don't you, win doing no, what he... You yeah. can, you can, you're not as bad as... The, the, it just... That part of his game was 
so much worse than everything else, but everything else was like perfection. So, so good that of course well, we, I was talking to one of my students the other day because on the TrackMan you can play. Um, oh my gosh, you can play St Andrews, right? So they're playing St Andrews, and we were talking. And I go, "You realize Tiger Woods won an Open? I can't remember which one it was, and he, he just hit there. four irons." Oh no! That to avoid was, bunkers, I don't know if it was Carnoust. It was one of them that it was, was like uh, it was right after his dad died. It was Royal St George's, and I'm like, yeah. he just hit irons like off the tees, like yeah. he just hit that stinger. Well, but back in the day, if you put a six iron in Tiger's hand, no, it was game and an and an eight iron in some in someone else's, he's gonna beat him. It's like Colin Morikawa now, like his, you know. Yeah, I mean, they say you don't have to hit it that far, which Morikawa doesn't hits it far enough. Again, but it's, when you hit. Your iron's that good. And Tiger was arguably the best putter ever to live. <laughs> so it just shows you. Well, there's there's that stat. Again, you know, we're going back into the Tiger stat thing. But where he, in that year that he dominated, I think it was 99, 2000, or 2000, 2001, on average, someone tracked this, which is nuts. But on average, from the fairway, he was 15 feet closer than the entire tour. Like so, that tells you. I mean, if I'm putting thirty footers all day and he's putting fifteen footers all day, he's demolishing me. Like I have no, I can't. There's no way, statistically speaking, I can't. And that's how that goes to what you're speaking to. That's how much better of a ball striker, iron player, like he was than the tour. We're not saying than one guy, the tour, the entire tour. They didn't have strokes gained back then, but well, they I, went back and like imagine if they did. Oh my gosh! It's it his iron be, play would have been some plus, week, some plus weeks he'd 10. have been plus ten, <laughs> yeah, plus ten, and then well, you, you're giving a plus ten advantage on iron shots to arguably the best putter to ever play golf. It, yeah, it's good. So luck. good luck. You and I talked about this a little bit just offline the other day, but so Noda's junior championship, and we'll kind of cover that in the third segment. But Charlie played in that junior championship this yeah, week, I saw that, yeah. and it was, I mean. Dude, obviously, Tiger's and Grant. I mean, he's catting for his kid like he's a dad, and everyone is just videoing and you know doing this. But if you see Charlie on the range, like if you were to kind of like take Tiger out of the equation, like not put him behind Charlie as he's warming up, I think we've talked. It's disgusting. He's how similar <coughs> the like the setup is, the waggles, the follow. I'm just like. I saw someone, Holy crap. I saw someone said he's like, his swing is a combination of Rory's and Tiger's. And I can kind of see that. Dude, it is. Yeah, because he does swing it like a little bit like Rory too. It's, yeah. it is un, I, I guess, you know, I always say this, like how many times and how young has he been watching his dad swing a club, whether they're practicing at home, whatever the case may be. And it's just like, dude, I it's, it's kind of eerie when I see it. Like yeah. I watched those videos. I'm like, Holy cow! He looks just like his dad. Like it's it's unbelievable. It is. I mean, when you watch something your whole life, it's like, of, of course, that's what, that's what you, that's what you, that's how you're gonna do it. That's just how your brain. And he clearly has good genes, and he knows how to. Well, it was play here's, golf. Here's but. another story that was. So I'm talking to Noda last week because he's heading out to the thing to this national championship, and he goes. He goes, what would you think of this? He said, Tiger called the golf course before the tournament and said, hey, what are the greens running at the tournament? 
And they said, yeah, they're going to be like 12, 13. And so he said, okay, I'm going to have our maintenance guy cut the greens at our house to 12, <laughs> to 12 or 13. <laughs> like, you know, oh, my. hey, Char, I know, Charlie, Charlie, you're home from school. Can you head to the backyard and play the four holes we have? They're all mowed where you need to be, buddy. Let's go, like, That's you know. And, and he didn't play. I mean, he finished middle of the pack. So. And he has all the grasses, too. He has, he has, oh, ben, yeah. he has Bermuda. He has blue. Uh, I, I I don't know. Well, I guess when you're only trying to grow a small patch to hit off of, yeah, you can it's do easier. it. But so those grasses don't really grow in South Florida. Like, I mean, what does that cost? Well, yeah, I don't think. Well, he just won ten million in the PIP. I don't yeah, think he's don't, too worried about it. Don't I think that's actually completely irrelevant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he says. Hey, you greenskeeper, can... how much is that going to? Do you think his greenskeeper has a budget? No, I was going to say he probably has a salary of three hundred grand a year to just mow his back. And he could probably have whoever he wants. Like, you know, hey, you're yeah. going to come imagine, be my superintendent at my house. Imagine uh, that. Okay, Tiger, Tiger calls you, and you're the superintendent at, let's just say, Oakmont, right? One of the most famous courses in the country holds big tournaments, the biggest. And he calls and says, "Yeah, I'd like you to come." Be my superintendent. Work in my for back four holes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what what do you do? Well, you do it. You do because there's no stress. Like it's the easiest job ever. You don't have members yelling at you every day. Like maybe before a tournament, he's like comes in. He's like, "Hey, look, this is where I need these." Yeah. So that's maybe your stress, but but it's not hard. It's four holes. Yeah. And you have however many days in the hours in the day. So that's. Yeah, that's how great would that be? That's it's pretty insane, isn't it? I mean, but you know what? He he earned every 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 part of that. He didn't have that from the beginning. No, he I earned mean, that. Yeah, I mean, you you know, I don't know. I didn't that Tiger documentary as a Tiger fan for me was tough to watch. But yeah, I mean, he grew up on a municipal. He wasn't exactly. at a stinking country club. I don't you even know, think it was, it was a municipal. I think it was a base course, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Like Dad had to. I think it's I think it was a base course to yeah. get some balls for him to hit and that sort of thing. Like it's it's pretty unbelievable. It always is interesting to me when people complain about like, oh, this course is that and that. And I'm like, it does not matter. Like Sevy grew up on a beach for Pete's sakes. I know. Like some of these guys, you know, it's just ridiculous. Like you can still make it happen. Or yeah. when people say, Oh, it's too expensive, I'm like Go chip and putt at one of the local courses for hours, and you'll be very, very good. Yeah, you don't always. Once have to you buy get the there, though, I will say it's hard to go back. Like when you get to hit on those ranges with Pro, Pro V's or Pro V One X or t- whatever ball you use, you know it's perfectly maintained. And then you come back a week later, and you're hitting some at Los Altos, and it's just like, well, this is not the same. <laughs> you know? No disrespect to Los Altos. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good range with decent, yeah, yeah, yeah. nice balls. But, yeah, it's a whole different whole different world. No, absolutely. Like we talk about the golf course conditions that people don't – you're like, I could shoot eight. I could shoot 82. Phil shot 82 or whoever shot 82. I could shoot 82. No, you couldn't. <laughs> not no, not couldn't. from those tees, <laughs> no, not from couldn't. those conditions. Yeah. And, again, we've said that multiple times. I mean, yeah. tournament different <clears> too. Put you in a tournament. Get you a tee time. Go ahead. Let's see it. Like, I'd love to see it, where your score goes up on the leaderboard. Well, I mean, you see these guys that, that qualify for the U.S. Open as amateurs, 
And yeah, don't don't break 85. And then they'll turn around and go home and probably shoot 64. And all the guys at the club are like, what's happening? What the what hell? You? <laughs> 20 shots. <laughs> Golf course was probably 20 shots harder. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. And the whole circumstances. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got to take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction at 8 Grady's Golf. If you're interested in the game of golf, email me at gespinosa at 8gradies.com. This is the 8 Grady's Golf Show on ESPN Radio. The team. Let's get back to the eight greatest golf show with Jerome Espinoza on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Welcome back to the Eight Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. I am Director of Construction at Eight Greatest Golf, and you'll hear myself and David Muddit talking to Mexico Golf Saturdays 10 to 11. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. We've got lots of feedback about people, you know, finding us and listening to our show. So we appreciate that. Um, how about, and obviously, I saw this a Wisconsin man played last year. I guess not 22, because we're not done with 22. And 21, they recorded it 17,820 holes in one year. I did it. It's a lot. All right. Well, give me. Hold on. Give me that number. Seventeen thousand eight hundred and twenty holes of golf. in twenty-one divided in, by eighteen. Nine hundred and ninety <laughs> rounds of golf. Nine hundred and ninety rounds in. That's thre- three a day in three hundred and sixty-five days. It's a little less than three a day, which means he's in Wisconsin. That is that's that's so the in thing. the summer he might be playing six rounds. Well, a- isn't it? I thought, and you, I don't know. I thought people have said that up north it's dark. I mean, it's not dark till like ten o'clock. It does, yeah. Like in England, it's not dark till eleven o'clock at night in the summer. So you can. I don't know when it gets yeah, but you're still when light do comes it. up. You've, earlier, I mean, it, you know, in England it's like in the in the summer. Yeah, it's probably light by five a.m. and not dark till eleven p.m. So, so you have a long but time. But still, that's like five and Wisconsin's a day. Wisconsin's not as high as England. It's still lower than England. But I, I don't care. That's outrageous. I saw that number and I'm like, we're talking about this. This is ridiculous. Like that is, man. And you got to think some of them were probably nine holes at lunch after, like during work or something. I mean, well, he can't have had a job. I was he can't say, have had a job. He's, he's, he's got to be, be single. He's got to be retired. He's single. If he isn't, he is now. How are you retired? Like and play that many holes? That's a lot of holes of golf. Well, maybe he's like forty years old and retired. Because I can imagine. I mean, I don't know. I think it's tough when you play thirty six in a day. Like you're like, uh, do you uh, tired? Are you familiar with Lumpy Norman? Mm-mm. She's a lady in town that plays a lot of golf. She was a member at Four Hills when I was there. One of the years she played, and this is just. a Talk about how ridiculous this number is we just spoke about. She played 320 rounds of golf in a year. Gosh, that's a lot. Yes. And she's probably a walker. Like, uh, those people don't ever... Sometimes she walked, but she, she, she took a cart mostly. But we would all be like, um, how, do you, how do you play that much golf? Like, I've, I don't think I've ever played that much golf. <laughs> Maybe when I was a kid and I was there all day, every day, probably. But that's insane. Especially, you know, we're not talking, well, I guess we don't know how old that guy was, but we're not talking a 17, 18, 19, 20, 25-year-old. Yeah, 
you play four or five rounds of golf and you're forty something years old, you're gonna wake up sore. Oh and, yeah, and that's got, a, and you gotta go do it again. Dude, it's a I mean, it at our place, people come in and they hit obviously you don't have a bucket that runs out, and they're like, Oh my gosh, I hit like ninety shots. I'm exhausted. What do you think you paid in cart fees? Let's say oh my gosh. let's say the cart fee is fifteen dollars. Because that's that's that's, that's average that's probably cheap. He's probably paying more than that, but let's just say it's fifteen dollars. That there's no way fourteen thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars in no cart fee. There's no way. He had to. Have, he must have worked there or something. Well, I mean, I was gonna say even a green fee, like well, I that's mean, not even including green a fees. A thirty dollar green fee, like because he's if let, he if he's not. Yeah, let, I don't let's, know. Maybe let's it's say a country it, club. But let's still. say it's an average of thirty dollars. Yeah, I mean that's un, just under thirty grand in green fees. So what is that, like forty four thousand? I mean, yeah, he, he's at yeah, forty five grand, and that's without his hot dog at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's free hot dog. It's free city hot dog. I just saw that and couldn't believe it. I was like, "That's actually kind of." I'm not sure. I do believe that. Well, I mean, he's probably he's probably that guy that wants the world record or you know the Guinness World Record, and he's like, "I'm going to do this." So, you know, and it's he, uh, yeah. How many scores did he post on gin? Do you think? Well, I, I bet he was just hitting it on the green, tapping it up to the hole, picking it on. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, still. Yeah, no, he still played the holes. Yeah, I get it. Hoful said he was exhausted when he played those, what was it, those 100 holes or whatever. That's 100. Like, <laughs> this guy's playing 17,820. That's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I, I saw that. And I'm like, we got to bring that up. That's ridiculous. Um, I guess we missed this in the first. I think we didn't talk about it, but Russell Henley wins the Mayakoba and wins his fourth PGA Tour win. He's had a really, really good career. I mean, He's had a chance in a couple of majors. Well, he had a chance at the U.S. Open this year. Was it U.S. Open this year? He was, I don't even know. He was I don't leading. Even know I think what he looks was. like. He, uh, I, I played a practice round with him at Oak Hill, and it's he crushes it. He really, hits, he hits it really, really solid. He's one of the. I played with him and Jimmy Walker that day. Obviously, Jimmy Walker, we know what he did. Yeah. Russell Henley to me hit it at ten times better, and everyone talks about how good. Oh god. He hits it. I mean, it's just one round, right? Still. Yeah. It, it's when someone hits it that good and you're just like It was oh just solid and I'm like even wind's not going to affect that, you know. <laughs> that's what I told somebody the other day. He's like, "Well, I hit that shot really good." And I'm like, "Well, that's why the wind didn't touch it." Like when you yeah. hit a really good shot, the wind like from a shorter distance, yeah, sometimes you're just yeah, like, sometimes oh, it just doesn't. You hit it; it's not spinning very much. Here's yeah. a here's a subject, and I know <laughs> you rolled your eyes when you saw it, but I think it's like if if there's one sport, and I've played a bunch, seen a bunch, whatever that mirrors life, it's this one: golf. Golf mirrors life in every single way. I I've heard of some, you know high-level guys that take an interviewee, someone they're interviewing to a job, for a job, and they're like, let's go play golf. And the person doesn't even know, like, why is he taking me to play golf? And they're like, we're going to see. Yeah. Like, I'm going to see everything I need to know. Nine holes, but 18? You're going to see everything. Because golf is just... Well, it, 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 it depresses you. <laughs> it it worries you, it scares you, um, 
it can make you the happiest person in the world. Ever. And then five minutes later, you want to slit your wrist again. It's <laughs> that. So that is life. That's that's my life anyway. Oh, it's, I mean, again, like, and that's a, I mean, here's another one I would use is, I mean, it's obviously unfair because you can hit the absolute best shot ever in the middle of the fairway, exactly what you wanted. You get down there and you're in a freaking divot or it has mud on the side of it. And you're like, that's the best shot I hit all day. Like, I did not deserve that. Like, Tiger was just talking the other day about this, actually. Um, he was saying how, you know, when you're out there, and this is completely right, and it is the worst feeling on planet Earth. He says, you're on your own. You're yep. The, oh, the, yeah, I did see caddy, that. But he goes, you can't hide. You can't, nope. you, you know, if you're, whatever, a basketball player that has a bad game, you can hide. They'll sub you out. They'll sub you out more. You don't play as many minutes. No one is on ESPN saying, "Look how look how bad Clay Thompson was last night." Right? It's because he had a bad. It's a bad game. On the golf course, it's like everybody sees everything you're going through. There is no hiding, <laughs> especially so for true. especially for Tiger. I mean, it, not that he was ever worried about hiding. Clearly, but <laughs> a lot of them. I mean, a lot of them. You know, when it goes south, it goes south. There are plenty of guys that five years ago were a staple on the PJ Tour that. You, I couldn't even. You couldn't even tell me where they are now. No, like, you're absolutely right. It's it, it's impossible to. It's so impossible to do it for an extended period and be that consistent. Well, when he says, you know, you know, when I think baseball, if you're terrible on the mound, yeah, that you that, you could be in there for two innings and they're like, let's yeah. go. Now that's that's a similar position. You're there's, done. there's no hiding, but they can take you out whenever they. I want. mean, that yeah. would be like you're terrible in the first two innings and they're like. Keep going. I mean, tennis you, is probably you, pretty similar, but you're reacting to something in tennis. Yeah, like I mean, you you don't just. Well, here's what I would say: is in tennis, you're not fighting yourself because, like, the ball goes right, you're just sprinting and getting yeah. it over the net. It goes short, you sprint up, and you're basically diving trying to get over. In golf, you just hit a terrible shot, and you're beating yourself up the entire way to the ball, like. I'm the worst freaking player there is. I can't believe I hit that shot. Ah, you know, this or that. And then you've got to stand up and do it again. <laughs> and in 30 seconds, you have to stand up and hit the next one. Or, you know, it's... And this is with... I mean, in, in, in obviously, Tiger, it's a little different, but even some of the ones I've played, you are surrounded by thousands of people. Thousands of people. Yep. I, I had multiple times where they're just, you know, you're in the trees and they're just lining. And, and you're I, like, I'm oh like, my you got to move these guys back. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not being responsible for someone dying. I, you've got to move them back, and they do. But it's like these people just, they think it's easy <laughs> when they're trusting you. It's I'm like, like you don't even know who I am, and you're trusting me. Like if I catch this ever so slightly, one way or the other, <laughs> it could hit you straight in the temple, and you're done. Well, and I mean, even here's what I would even say. It even goes to the, to the, just the regular golfer. Like, and I've spoke about this at length, but the ladies that I teach there, there's four of us there standing on the tee box the other day at Sandia and they are crippled, just terrified. She hit this perfect drive and she goes, Oh my gosh, my freaking heart is like going through my chest. And I'm like, 
it's just four of us like hitting this shot. But to her, it's the most horrifying thing for whatever reason, whatever it may be, you know, scary place to be. And it's, that's why I said it, it mirrors life. Like it's just, you're nervous person. You're, you know, scared, whatever. Golf will expose that 100%. Not to even mention, you know, the frustration. Like, you'll see people, like, what do they do when they get frustrated? Like, do they pick up their ball and throw it in the lake? Do they break a club? Do they throw a club? Do they climb in a hole? It also has a way of, in the biggest moments, and this is maybe a little bigger than, than sort of local muni golf or whatever, but in the biggest moments... It has a way of putting you in the position that you have to conquer your biggest weakness. Absolutely. 100%. Look, look at Hunter Mahan in that Ryder Cup. It, the worst part of his game was his chipping. And all of a sudden, the Ryder Cup <laughs> came down to a chip. To Hunter, and he duffed it. I mean, it, you know, if, if that came down to him having to hit a fairway and a green and two putts. All day long. It would have been fine. But it didn't. It came down to he had to get up and down. Dude, and I can't tell you. I think that is... He, that was it for him. That's the best statement because it is true. When you don't like those right-to-left putts, yeah. you will have those every single time. Or the three-footers, yeah. you know, when you're playing and it's like, I hate these things. Well, welcome. You're going to have a billion of them. Like, for some reason, you're right. It just... I remember the, the last hole at the PNC in New York, 2016... I got like a 10-footer on the last for birdie that I know gets me in. Like I know gets me in. And it's the putt I hate. The ball is above my feet, but the putt breaks to the right. Oh. Right? So oh, you yeah. feel like it breaks left. <laughs> yep. And it's, it's, it, you almost can't make it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like I, I feel like if I'm I... I'm going to hook it in there somehow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just... So I missed it right, of course. Because oh. when you ball's above your feet, you feel like it's going left. Yep, yep. But yep. I knew the putt went right, but you can't, you can't make yourself mentally. Do it. You're like, yeah. this is no way. Like it's always been the putt I hate the most. I prefer it the other way. It's you know, if the ball's below your feet and it goes to the left, I can handle that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, well, because my face is obviously open, that makes sense. But yeah, it just in the biggest moments, it will punch you in the face. Yeah, and you're right. I think it. I don't know what it is, right? But it will seem to like. Oh, here, let's give you this shot that you love. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, what do I do? Like, how do I, I've, you know. And, again, it's it's different. When you're you're practicing, there's nothing you're practicing. So you don't care if you duff it. But when you have to hit the shot and you're just like, oh, my gosh, how do I do this? Like, just get it on the green or. But that also is a time to rise and say, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I'm just. Whatever. Not, I'm going to live with his consequence. That's the other part of it. Like, Not many people can do that. But You make a lot of decisions. Well, I'll tell you what. Junior golfers, I love watching junior golfers because sometimes I'm just like, uh, do you realize? Like, you don't even know yeah. how hard that shot That's was. That's why. And you had the absolute guts to get up there, flip the face open, and just yeah. rip it. And I'm like, yeah. wow. Like, nice job. Yeah, that's not easy to do. That's for sure. I, I, I mean, to be honest, I love to watch them because they inspire me, and I'm just like, that's some guts right there. Like, you don't even care or know or whatever it is. They're just – maybe they don't think of the consequences. That's the other part of it, right? As you get older, you I mean, start going through consequences of, if I do this, it does that. If I do this, it does that. 
Well, it's like raising a kid. Going back to the comparison to life, it's like if they don't ever get in trouble for anything, they don't know what the consequence is. True. No, abs- yeah, that's if you if you have never hit a shank into the water or whatever, <laughs> you don't even. It's not even in your, in your mind. Yeah, yeah. You you've never. It's not. You don't. Yeah. You know. Whereas now, I've hit so many bad shots. <laughs> That every shot here, I'm like, well, it's <laughs> possibility. There, possibilities are endless here. <laughs> yeah, it goes back to the reason you tell them, like, okay, this crowd needs to move because, yeah. like, yeah. there's a lot of possibilities here. Like, I'm confident I can hit this shot, but I'm just giving you a little heads up. Yeah, there's like, move. I've hit some some really bad ones. It's it's no different than you go play with people that you teach, right? And you're like, I probably shouldn't park here because. The possibilities are endless right now. Like I did that the other day. I'm like, uh, I better move. This wasn't. I, I'm. I'm a little scared. Paradise Hills. I always park at the back of 18 Green, but there's those signs saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but I always do. <laughs> right behind where there's no fence, there's yeah. nothing, there's no net, and yeah. your your front windshield is. They should really have a little net there. That wouldn't be that big of a deal, would it? Like just it's staring at it, just staring at you. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, that's, I mean, to me, I, I think you can learn a lot about a person when you're watching him. I mean, it, you know, you see, do they get quiet? Do they get frustrated? How long do they get frustrated? Like, what does it take? Or some people, you know, I've seen it. They just barrel through it and, you know, do whatever. And it's just, I think that's the part of golf, like watching it on TV that you don't ever get to see. Like, how does this guy handle when he's, Hitting it sideways or not putting good, like you don't see it. They're, they're only showing they're only showing the leaders, and the leaders are making everything, and they're confident. Well, that probably goes back to why some people think like that. Like the expectations are just like, hey, look, they hit bad shots too. I mean, yeah. you've played with them; you can oh, speak yeah. to that. Oh yeah, like you know, they hit bad shots. Smiley Kaufman, uh, I played with him at Baltusrol. I think it was. That same season, he'd been in the final group of the Masters on Sunday when Spieth, when Spieth had a meltdown and Danny Willett won. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think that was 2016. Um, and then he's inside the cut line by a shot. We're on the last hole. It's a pretty simple oh, par three. No. It's like a five iron. And you can see he, he kind of flinched on it a little bit and, and hit this sort of half shank out to the right. Makes double, misses a cut by a shot. Have you heard? I, literally, that was Smiley Kaufman. Like, he was done. He didn't. He hasn't done anything after that. I mean, he's played in tour events and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also. But get to that level. Yeah, he, I mean. I mean, and he was just trying to make the cut. He'd just been leading the Masters after three rounds. <laughs> but You would think. He was just trying to make a bogey at worst, and he makes a cut, and he makes double. And I'm watching it like, oh, man. And you would have never thought that, I'm sure. You're like, wait, what? Well, you what just, is- you just, yeah. Even I probably thought that's just, just a bad, just a bad swing at the wrong time or whatever. But it's like, it, no, it was clearly more than that. Well, I think you know. Again, it's, I mean, your mental game will get, or your mental capacity, or whatever you're thinking about, is, is so important because you can't be thinking about. You know, am I going to get my kid? Am I late or this or that? Or am I going to make the cut? Or am I going to make money? Or, you know, what? whatever it may be, it's still like 
I mean, that plays a role in the shot you're hitting. Some people just think like, oh, it's like, no, I want to know, what was he thinking? Well, this is why. Maybe he had some self-doubt. This is why the best guys in the world have the best routines. Yes. You're still nervous and you might have these thoughts, but you're focusing on your 15 seconds. Yep. And then that's it. And Tiger was the best at that. We, they, they showed that one tournament. They went through every single putt he hit from inside 15 feet. Every single putt. Not one of them was outside a second longer or shorter than that's the other ridiculous. one. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Every single one was within a second of the other one. And that's in tournament play. I mean, and I, he's not, he didn't have a timer. No. Like, but, but they went through it and did it from the start of his routine. So not not the whole reading of the putt, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The putt yeah. when he's like gets behind the ball and is lining it up. From that point, you practice swings within a second. Well, I believe that because again, I don't know why people are. Maybe it's just me and my social media. What's coming up? But Tiger, they showed him practicing on a range, and he's hitting this. He's hitting like a lob wedge, like a flop. And if you look at the timing when he hit that flop shot, takes it back, comes down, hits a shot, then they show him an eight iron, and it looks the exact same. I'm like, that looks... And then they show him to a driver, and he looks the exact same. And I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, if you put a a count on that or whatever, like, it's... They're, like, like within a second. Just, it's mine. I mean, that's what it is. One shot at a time, and, and... Trust the process. That that is the, you can't say it any truer than that. It's what you have to do. Well, but you hear say you hear him say it all the time. The guys that play the best, yeah, will say that. Like yeah. you know, they're the ones that say, "I'm just trying to hit this shot in the fairway." Then the next one, I'm just trying to hit here. Like yeah. they don't sign the check. They're not thinking about all this crazy stuff. No, it's just one simple step at a time, and uh, you know that's it's. I guess it's in life too, right? Like you can't. Just got to put one foot in front of the other. I Absolutely. Guess. And that's, you know, that's some good good advice, good life and golf advice. Just one step, one time, just trudge through. Just keep going. Yep. Totally. That's that's what it is. All right. We got to take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction at 8 Grady's Golf, alongside David Muddit. If you'd like to inquire about leagues, club repair, fittings, email me, gespinosa at 8gradies.com. This is the 8 Grady's Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Let's get back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinoza on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Welcome back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. I am Jerome Espinosa alongside David Muddit, and you'll hear us talking New Mexico golf Saturdays 10 to 11 a.m. And yesterday, or this week I should say, was a big day. I, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's a week. It's a But signing day for all these all mm. these kids all over, not just golf, but um, New Mexico State women signed Alexis Armendariz out of Las Cruces. So she was a local kid that they signed alongside, I mean, Danny Bowen is just, we talk about him all the time. Dude's a beast. He just had a bunch of signings. He had one, he had a graduate. I don't know how that works, dude. Like, how do these kids, like, he signs like a graduate now? And then they play in the in the spring. Do you know anything about that? It's golfers do that all the time. It's really, weird. I didn't know. That. I guess if you if you had 
if you happen to be done with high school. No, college. She was a college graduate. Yeah. That signed. So she's graduating here in the next probably couple weeks. Yeah. She's going to play in the spring season. Is that her a last semester of it's, eligibility? I think she's got like another year, maybe a so semester or whatever. But it's really weird. They don't even, they just, they play immediately. These graduates that graduate like in the middle of the year. You used to have to, when you transferred, you used to have to sit out. But I think after COVID, they changed that, didn't they? And I think it's different for graduates. If they graduate, oh. I think they're like immediately eligible. So, you know, some of these kids can finish in three and a half years. So what, where did she where did she come from? I think it was like Maryland or something. Because oh. I was like, what the heck, dude? Like, Because he, he gets a lot of those girls that I don't know if he has them for a year or semester. And I don't know if they lose some kids at semester. But I just thought it was. I didn't know about that. I'm like, that's kind of. The freshman, that Alex kid that she's from Las Cruces, she's obviously not coming in till next semester oh next that's year. what i thought you were talking about right okay but this girl that graduated from maryland so the lobo signed a kid adam miller out of phoenix arizona they signed uh valentine luna out of france uh david davila from spain coach traveling the world good for you coach chase gorder from anthem arizona and then I thought there was a kid. I don't know if he he might get taught by Micah out of Cortez, Thayer Plew. Probably does. So that it's was not too many golf pros in Cortez, Colorado. Yeah, that's that I, was. I only know of the one. I didn't see any Lady <clears throat> Lobos post anything, and you know, so signing day was this was this week for lots of people around the country. So congrats to all those kids signing their letters of intent. Now the work begins. Good luck. Yep. It's not that easy. It is not. <laughs> I actually, you know, Aiden, we got some kids. I think Quinn Yost is playing for Nebraska. So, you know, Quinn's out there. And Aiden Kraft is actually traveling with the Oregon team. Is he? Has he? Playing like number three. He's been playing good. Has he really? Yeah, he's been playing yeah, really I good. I haven't. I, haven't. I heard uh, he led a tournament. One of the tournaments they played for birdies. He had 19 birdies, but he had some big numbers. So, Well, that just... That will if you can make birdies, you you can figure out how to not make bogeys, and that's no. that's where a coach uh, is huge. Well, he can make birdies. I mean, yeah. what he sixty at Los Altos, sixty yeah. at Twin for if the you, state championship. If you can like, make birdies. That kid can make birdies. You can you and you know what? Anyone that makes a ton of birdies always makes more bogeys than your guy that doesn't. Yeah, when you're talking at that level. Because to make that many birdies, you got you got to hit some shots that are risky. Yeah, I and mean, you just you have to. You're chasing some. Yeah. Some whole locations you probably shouldn't, or you're taking on some par well, fives. You're hitting putts harder than you probably That's true. should, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're back of the cup, jump up and dive yeah. in. Yeah, um, we had you know quite a few locals at the at Noda's Junior Golf National Championship, and I actually think kind how, of how did Thomas Whitten do? Uh, I was actually just going to look at that. I I think, and this is I'm not trying to get everyone excited, but I think Noda said he would come on to recap next week oh, okay. to recap his Junior Golf National Championship. Of course, it was like I think the big news of anything was that Tiger and Charlie were there. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, then we should do was, we should do Tiger segment, Nota Tiger segment. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I mean, yeah. so we'll see. You know, that was the huge news. Everyone was posting stuff with you know, how old is Thomas Witten? Is he twelve? 10, 11? He's 11. 
He's a Unless he's had a birthday in the last. I, I can tell you that the New Mexico boys didn't do all that great. Um, they were kind of, Thomas Witten was 17 over. He finished 24 out of 25 kids. Mm. Um, again, I, I mean, you've talked about this, I, you know, that grass is different. It's hundred percent Bermuda. So that can be, that can be, that's grainy Bermuda too. Oh, it is grainy. Mm. That golf course, the greens are grainy, all those chipping and the holes are short. So like, you know, if Thomas is hitting it to that 30 to 50 yard range, that can be a little dicey off well, that. And, and he gets grainy. Bermuda. He, he, he gets that club face closed, man. And Oh, it'll you, just dig. Yeah. You can't do that on Bermuda. You really got to use the bounce. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, he did that. I, our older kids, I'm trying to find our, the girls actually did. Okay. Kali award. She did. Okay. Uh, Riley Salome. She did okay as well. They, the girls finished sooner than the boys, but the boys, um, we're kind of down the list. Skylar Woods out of Kirtland, New Mexico, finished 39th. Jake Urini finished 42nd. Um, so Grady Cox out of Belen, he actually did the best. He was at 22nd. They were all the 16 uh -huh. to 18 boys, um, out there. So, I mean, you know, did okay. Um, but we'll hopefully have note on next week and he can kind of recap the whole thing. It's, I mean, they're, it's a big to-do. He's It's become a world championship. They had yeah. a qualifier in Thailand. They? They're moving into Canada next year. He said they're, Hawaii had asked them if they would have qualifiers, but you know, you probably know this. In Hawaii, the green fees oh, yeah. are astronomical, so it's really hard to hold a junior event. Well, you'd end up How do you charge a, a parent $500 because well, yeah, the yeah, green and, fees are four? Yeah, it'd, be, it'd, it'd end up at crappy golf courses, wouldn't it? Yeah, so... Well, hopefully we can sneak note on next week and kind of get a recap on the Junior Golf National Championship. But that'll do it for today's show. Thank you for joining us. There will be a link for today's show at 8gradies.com. We'll be here again next Saturday, 10 to 11. I'm Jerome Espinosa alongside David Muddit. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Saturday. Thank you for listening to the 8 Grady's Golf Show with Jerome Espinoza. Come back Saturday mornings at 10 for the latest stories and analysis from around the world of golf on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.